Ohio people with Mennonite views, and they're gonna give us some missional news. Ohio Conference Cast. You are listening to Ohio Conference Cast, a podcast dedicated to sharing missional stories and other information about Ohio Mennonite Conference. Welcome to another edition of the Ohio Conference Cast. Today, I'm one of your hosts, and I am Jacob Dotson, and I have with me today... Hi, I'm Thomas Dunn, and glad to be back into the podcasting realm here for a bit. For sure. And just as we get started, we want to acknowledge and give thanks to Corbin Beauchart and Ramon Limenez for their service carrying the podcast in the previous season. And as we launch out into a new season, we wanted to take some time to express our hopes for what the conference cast can be moving into the future. And Thomas, you had mentioned to me a few ideas that you had. I didn't know if you wanted to get started as we share about that. Yeah. Well, first, we should probably establish that we don't have any cool nicknames like Corbs and Moan. Um, just just <laughs> regular Jacob and Thomas. I guess the, the best we could do is Jake and Tom, maybe. But <laughs> but, but back to the question you, you asked, I think, I think maybe we don't want to establish cool nicknames because I, I think what we talked about a little bit is, you know, how much we value the, the podcast. But as we think about the next season of Ohio Conference Cast or the next chapter, to separate itself away from two hosts that kind of carry the podcasting burden through conference that, that could we imagine or envision and create a Ohio conference cast where it really is a conference cast of Ohio conference, not just two people within conference. You and I right now are sitting in our respective churches on Zoom, which really just opens up the possibilities that any two people within Ohio conference could set up a Zoom call and do a podcast or invite a third person and interview them. And so, yeah, I think it'd be great to see the conference cast move forward as this broader conversation amongst the conference, but not just two people that are, that are having that conversation. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent by opening it up in that way. It will truly represent more fully the broad spectrum of the conference and its breadth. That's very exciting. So if you have any interest in contributing or it's something that might be a possibility. We really encourage you to follow through on that. And you could either contact Paula Snyder Blusick or Dick Barrett. Let's just send an email and say you want to record a podcast. I mean, I think Ohio Conference is at its best when we're listening to each other and we're in relationship with each other. And I think the podcast platform is a way to do that across the, the breadth of the, like the geographical breadth of our conference. I mean, it, we can't just meet together whenever we want, which is but it's great when we do. But I think having that conversation across the conference, uh, especially as we're entering into a more kind of uh, uh, discernment time of, of serious engagement with a consultant and all that sort of stuff, I think having a conversation across the conference where we can all hear each other and hear interviews with people and hear where people are coming from, I think it'd just be an invaluable tool for this season. But I think it's good for any season, uh, whether we're anticipating a hard time or not. That's so true. And as you were talking there, Thomas, about how we connect this conference, and sometimes we actually can connect physically, I wanted to highlight a few exciting things that are coming up in the conference to look forward to. There will be in August another gathering, but this time we'll be gathering with Jeannie Zimmerly-Yancey, who is serving as a consultant to the conference, and she will be helping us do that important work of listening and processing together, as Thomas said. I think that's all credential leaders, right? Correct. All credentialed leaders. 
And that is coming up on August 23rd. So please keep that in prayer. And then there's another exciting opportunity coming up on September 6th, a mentor-mentee retreat at St. Francis Spirituality Center in Tiffin. And Terry Shu will be providing input for that. And I encourage you, if you have connection with mentoring, if you've been a recipient of it or are doing it currently, consider this opportunity and registration is open until August 16th. And then also later in the fall, there will be a pastor's wives retreat that will take place also at Tiffin at the Spirituality Center from November 4th through 6th. And Miriam Zare will be providing input for that one. And so if you are a wife of a pastor, this could be a potentially meaningful time for you. That's also something to consider. And then apart from times of connecting, the conference has other resources that are helpful. And I just wanted to mention the ministry grants that MDT administers. They have $15,225 this year for projects and mission initiatives available for Ohio conference congregations and organizations. So please consider applying for those. The deadline for applications is August 1st. So um, that is very important. And then something maybe that is not conference-wide is our partnership with other churches in the area in growing with in connection with our Congolese brothers and sisters in Akron, Ohio. And there will be a world communion service at Central Christian School the first Sunday in October. And so that's another exciting thing that we'd ask you to keep in prayer about, but also if you're in the area to consider participating in. As you hear about these events, Thomas, do you have any thoughts? Will you be able to attend any of them or are you familiar with most of them already? Uh, well, as far as attendance, I think the obviously the World Communion Sunday on October 2nd, I'll plan on being there. And then the other two retreats you mentioned, the Mentor Mentee and the Pastor's Wives, I don't think I'll be at either of those. But the August 23rd mm-hmm. All Credential Pastors meeting, I have that in my calendar. So I'll plan on being present there. Yeah. And one of the exciting things about that, I think, is just the opportunity to work with Jeannie. I know Thomas and I are part of a local partnership of churches. and we actually invited her to come in one time to process an idea we had, and it was so helpful. And she's also done work at individual local churches, like at Worcester Mennonite, where I serve. She came and met with our visioning team recently, and it was incredibly helpful to process with her. So I think it's going to be really fruitful as we meet with her as a conference. So that's exciting. I wanted to take a little time, and I processed this with Thomas before we started, just to share a hope that I have. And and that is that we are called to be peacemakers and work for reconciliation in every part of church life. And this can be really hard right now as we feel pulled in different directions by our denomination and our conference over different positions on human sexuality after that recent special delegate assembly. But I wanted us as we're in this time to think back about what we've learned these past years as we've been practicing forbearance together as a conference respecting one another across our differences in belief and how even though that we've had different interpretations of scripture at times, we've been able to maintain a deep mutuality and a desire to extend grace and hospitality to one another. And that has been, I believe, a tremendous witness to our unity in Christ. And so I'd like for us to continue being a conference that pursues life together in Jesus, even when we disagree And I'm hoping that we can commit to stay focused on Jesus while we respond to these challenging times facing our conference and our denomination and our local churches. And so in that spirit, I just wanted to 
reflect a little bit with Thomas on our recent pastors gathering in Plain City on June 15th. I found it really meaningful. And I was sharing with Thomas before we got started, how there was just a whole range of emotions expressed, sorrow and disappointment, but also attentiveness and hope. And I just came away from that meeting with this sense that we are committed to pray together, to work together and to seek God and remain focused on God as we come through this hard time. And it reminds me of these words from Romans 12, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. I really feel as we seek to do that as a conference during this time that Jesus is really going to walk with us through this and help us. And so as I've reflected there just briefly, Thomas, do you have any reactions to any of these ideas? Just wanted to give you an opportunity also to speak. Yeah, I think reflecting on the June 15th pastor's gathering, I mean, I think it was good maybe to clarify a little bit about what that was, because I I know we had shared at Crown Hill that that there was a a meeting happening and and then there was a lot of people who are interested. Okay, what happened at that meeting? Because we kind of are in a high anxiety mode right now, at least some churches, and, and I know in the conference, maybe I shouldn't say high anxiety, but people are very interested in, in what happens next. But that, that meeting I, was more of a, I, well, at least the way I experienced it as like a pastoral care session for the Pastors Ohio Conference, like the leadership team and, and Dick, our conference minister, brought us together and, and just wanted us to be able to share with each other where we're at as a pastor, share where our churches are at as we process the resolutions that passed at Kansas City and things like that. So it wasn't like a direction setting thing. We weren't trying to chart out the future of the conference. But at the same time, we weren't not doing those things, right? Because how we relate to each other determines how we exist as a conference. So I thought that meeting was very helpful to be able to meet with our colleagues. Obviously, they weren't all there. It was June, so people were on vacation, things like that. But it was a good model as we enter into discernment together, as we enter into a season where we may have to make difficult decisions together to take time and first, like, let's, let's hear each other. Let's hear where each one's coming from how each one is experiencing this as a pastor, how their church is experiencing the season we're in and things like that. So I, I thought it was it was a helpful meeting. It wasn't one that's like, okay, here's our decision. Now we're going from here. It was, let's pay attention to each other, our relationships and how we steward those relationships in conference is important. That's a really good point. I think that there was a real focus there on listening well to each other and understanding the thoughts, impressions, and background behind what each person is facing in their context. And for them to be able to share that, that was meaningful. And maybe one thing to consider too, is that this work of listening and sharing like that can be helpful at the local congregational level. And maybe as congregations gather to discuss the results of the special delegate assembly, that they could try to work at ensuring that each other have a place at the table to share in that way, to listen to one another and commit to listen with care and openly from our hearts, like we were trying to do at the pastor's meeting. And there are a few resources that are available that I found helpful personally, as I was getting ready for this pastor's meeting. And even as I'm thinking of meeting with our local church, Worcester Mennonite, and I just wanted to highlight a few of them. Our Ohio conference leadership team released a statement related to the delegate assembly that would be good to view. And you can find it on our conference website. MCUSA released a news report about the results of the Delegate Assembly. So that's also good to read alongside the statement from our leadership team. There was an article in the Anabaptist World about it recently that I thought was really helpful. And then finally, there is an online 
delegate assembly resource page that has all of the documents that were discussed. And so as congregations seek to gather together and reflect, I'm hopeful too that these resources can be good sources of information for them. So now maybe I'll turn it over to you, Thomas, to close our time. Yeah, I would say as, as if you're listening to this right now, you could be the next host of Ohio Conference Cast for, for one episode or two episodes or three or whatever the case may be that as we start this new chapter in the life of Ohio Conference Cast, Jacob and I are, are happy to try to kickstart it, but we're not committing to being hosts for the next 10 years or one year or whatever the case may be. We maybe we'll pop in with a new episode and, and maybe we'll even let Bill make an appearance at some point. Yeah. Do you know someone that you'd like to interview that could bring something to conference? Interview them and and record it on Zoom and have this broader conversation. As we sign off here, let's hope the next podcast comes from somewhere else from different voices. But thanks for tuning in. Ohio people with Mennonite views and they're going to give us some missional news. Ohio Conference Cast. Thank you for listening to another edition of Ohio Conference Cast. We would love to hear from you. Our email is ohioconferencecast at gmail.com. Ohio Conference Cast is brought to you by the Ohio Conference Leadership Team, along with Norm Sohar, sound engineer, Megan Sohar, voiceover, Ann Lehman, publisher, and our many guests and listeners.